0: ghosts of diet culture yet to come. This is the Weight in Healthcare newsletter. If you like what you're reading, please consider subscribing and or sharing. This is the third part of a three-part series looking at diet culture past, present, and future. In this week's subscriber discussion, we talked about what we wanted to see and do in the coming year to continue to move away from diet culture and weight stigma. I think that one of the most important things we can do right now is to push back against the diet industry's work to position being higher weight as a, quote, chronic lifelong health condition, unquote, and their co-option of anti-weight stigma work to sell diets. The first is an issue that I talked about in one of my very first pieces here. This has been a long game played by the diet industry. If they can make body size the diagnosis, then they vastly increase their market, their potential for insurance coverage, and they don't have to prove that their products actually improve health. This, combined with the fact that studies showing short-term weight loss are considered enough, despite all the evidence that almost everyone regains the weight and negative side effects often happen, is a recipe for weight loss industry profits. Unfortunately, it's also a recipe for doing massive harm to higher weight people with the most harm being done to those at the highest weights and those with multiple marginalized identities. As patients and consumers, we can, in many cases, refuse to participate in this, and we can be public about our refusal, including sharing information within our communities. We also need health care providers and others in the healthcare industry to push back in any way they can. The co-option of anti-weight stigma language to sell diets is absolutely insidious. Whether it's Weight Watchers, which according to the postcard they sent me, they are calling themselves again, claiming that they are all about body positivity or shills for weight loss drugs and surgeries claiming the real bias is that some people can't access dangerous and expensive interventions, or finally being honest that intentional weight loss fails the vast majority of the time after decades of fat activists and weight-neutral health activists have pointed this out, but only in the service of trying to sell more dangerous, more expensive drugs and surgeries that risk fat people's lives and quality of life. There is no low the diet industry won't sink to. On an individual level, as patients and consumers, we can call this out when we see it, and here again, we need people within the healthcare establishment who have power, privilege, and leverage to use that to push back any way they can. The weight loss industry will never stop. They will need to be stopped. As I look to diet culture yet to come, I'm grateful to all the people who've been working to create a culture shift, many before I was born and or with far less privilege than I have. And I'm grateful to be part of a vibrant community of people who are continuing that work. Did you find this post helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.